In today's shir, we're going to discuss the concept of asmachta. Asmachta is one of the most complex aspects of writing a star, and for this reason, it's definitely advisable to use a professional when drafting a star if you want to make sure that your star will remain valid. And asmachta basically is an agreement that's inherently lacking in the commitment of the parties to the terms. Usually, it's in the form of an exaggerated penalty of some sort, and since it's not something that would necessarily arise out of the actual agreement, it's sort of an added penalty, therefore it's not considered binding because we assume that the two parties did not expect this to come to fruition, and therefore there was no real commitment to this, and that creates a problem when you try to make such a tenai that is viewed as an asmachta. Now, there are other definitions to a smachta, and we're going to give a quick overview of these definitions to the best of our ability, Bezrash Hashem. And we're going to go a little bit out of the order of the curriculum simply for clarity's sake. If we could turn to page 35, the Mechaber in Chesham Mishpat Simon Reish Zion, Sif Yud Gimel. So the Mechaber says the definition of a smachta. All conditions that people make between themselves. Even though they are performed with witnesses or a star, if the conditions are as follows, if this and this will happen, if it will rain tomorrow, or if you'll do this, or if let's say you'll go with me to New York, I'll give you $100. I'll sell you this house. However, if it will not rain, or you'll not go with me to New York or whatever. Loi ekna, I will not sell you this item, and I will not give it to you. That's the opposite way around, right? So that's the tonight that he's making. Even though the, fulfill, the stipulation was fulfilled, the tonight was Niskayan. Even though he went with him to New York. Or let's say it rained the next day. Whatever they said is going to happen, happened. Still, Loi Kono, he is not Kona. Any time a person says, if it will happen, if it won't happen, he did not uh, consciously agree 100% to this agreement. Now, the background of this Mechaber is the Rambam. This is actually from the Rambam. This is the Shittas Rambam. And the obvious question which, which begs to be asked is a question that's asked by the Rishonim and Achreinim, notably the Bach. The Bach asks that how can it be that this should be a problem of asmachta, isn't every condition that a person makes similar to these kinds of conditions? Everyone makes conditions like this. I'll, if you do this, I'll do that. That sounds like a common condition. So the Bach explains this a little better. And the Bach says that the background to understanding the Ramam is, we have to have that the asmachta was on something that didn't happen yet. Now I'll explain a little bit, just in a general sense, and then we'll, we'll be able to get it a little clearer. Asmachta, the definition of the word asmachta means relying. Now, the reliance, in this case, is actually on, is the opposite of what it sounds like. It's because it relies on something else that's extraneous to the agreement, therefore that's not called proper reliance. So it's, it's really a lack of asmachta, which is really what it is, but we call it asmachta because they, they rely falsely on something. Now, what does it mean, I, I was soimich falsely on something? What does it mean, I was soimich? So it seems to be two general ways to understand it. Either I was soimich on an action that didn't happen yet, 
which that seems to be the opinion of the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch, or I was soymich on an agreement which I did not fully commit to. Meaning to say, the reliance is in the mind of the person. So we have two ways to look at it. Either the reliance or, or lack thereof is in the action, that the action hasn't happened yet, we're dependent on the action, or the, rela- the reliance issue is that we needed a better smichas das, a better commitment on behalf of the two parties. So again, what we, what we see over here is the Mechaber is telling us, says the Bach, that if I did not have an action yet, I'm making a condition that's relying on an action which is going to happen in the future, therefore it's called an asmachta, because this Kenyan is soymich, is relying on something that's going to happen in the future. If I would make the Kenyan right now, I'll tell you like this, here's a star selling you my house, or here's a star selling you this car. However, this sale should only be consummated on condition that it rains tomorrow, or you come with me to New York, right? Or I'm giving you this $100 now on condition that you come with me to New York tomorrow. In all those cases, the action happened right now, and therefore the condition is valid. It's not an asmachta. However, if the reverse was true, that I'm going to do this action on condition that you, I'm not going to do the action unless you fulfill the condition of coming with me to New York, or unless the condition of it raining tomorrow was Neskayim. Therefore, says the Shulchan Aruch, and the Rambam, that is called an Asmachta. Basically, according to the Rambam, the Shulchan Aruch, Asmachta means you're relying on an action to happen, and since the, the Kenyan, the actual transaction, has not happened yet, and you're only basing the transaction on the fulfillment of the condition, therefore, it is not considered a valid Tanai, um, uh, and therefore it's looked at as an asmachta. That's the shita of the Shulchanar. Now the Ramah disagrees, and the Ramah says that there's three chilukim bedine asmachta. Now in order to understand this Ramah properly, we have to now go back to the beginning of the discussion of asmachta in the Maramakimus, and we'll turn back to page 31, which is the Mishnah and Sanhedrin that Chavdalim and Beit. This discussion, which we're about to say, is going completely different than the Mechaber and the Rambam. They're going that a smachta is in the mind, like we said before. The lack of proper commitment in the mind is going to create the problem. Now, even according to the Rambam that you need the action to happen now, it could be that that's also a lack of commitment in the mind. But the definition of the word asmachta is the fact that I'm relying on the maisa to happen. However, this discussion, which you're now going to say, is better understood in the context of asmachta as far as commitment goes. Now, the mission says over here that a person who is mesachat v'kubi, a person who gambles, in this case he rolls dice, and they bargain and they agree or whatever, that which, on a certain side of the dice showing up as the right number, in that case the money that's in the pot is going to go to the winner. So people who are Masachi Bakuvya, they're basically taking their money, they're putting it into a risk of, a, of possibility of losing, like every gamble, and, like we said, they take a gamble that maybe they'll win, maybe they'll lose. So the Mishnah says that a person who is a gambler is not acceptable as a witness. He cannot be a witness or a dying in, in Besdin. Now, the Gemara wants to understand what's the reason for that. What's the rationale? So the Gemara says like this, Mesachi Bekovya, my Ka'ovid, what did he do wrong? 
What's wrong with gambling? Rami Barchama tells us that the problem is because it's an asmachta, which is a lack of true commitment from both sides. And Rashi explains that since there's a lack of true commitment on both sides, therefore, loikanya, it's not koina, says Rashi, it's a form of theft, and since he's a thief, he's disqualified from being a dain or an aid. That's the halacha of Asmachta Swar Masachim Kuvya goes. Now the Gemara says that Rabshesha disagrees. Rabshesha's Omar, Koki Haigav Nalab Asmachta he. This kind of thing is not an Asmachta. El Lafisha Eina Sukin Be Yeshua Shalayim. The reason why a gambler is disqualified from being a witness is because he's not somebody that's occupied in building the world. In other words, he's not contributing to the world. He's a non contributing member of society. He doesn't understand the importance of money. He doesn't understand the way things work. Such a person, we cannot accept his understanding of things in a bezin, whether it's a dying or a witness. So therefore, the Gemara says, they are a puzzle for, um, to, be, to be a witness or a dying. Now, what is the reason why this is not an asmachta? So Rashi explains like this. Rashi explains, Let's look at Rashi, the Ramaschil, Koki Agav, Nalav Asmachtahi, Zot Rashi, Vehechi Domi Asmachta. What is an Asmachta? Kagoyin de im oiver v'loi avid asham b'meitava. Rashi brings the Gemara. The Gemara is actually, according to Tysus, not sourced properly here in the Rashi. It's not Baba Metziah, Dafayin Gimel, Medbez. It's a similar Gemara, which is brought down in Tysus later on. It's a discussion later on that that uh, it's not a shalim but rather it's a shalim uh, elif zuz, which means he 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 wrote a very strong penalty. Okay, but be that as it may, so a person agreed that he's going to be a sharecropper on a field, and if he skips the year, he's going to pay at best the full price, or he's going to pay a lar- extra large penalty of a thousand zuz uh, for skipping the year. So that exorbitant penalty was something that he thought he can avoid. Because why? Because he has the ability to plow the field. And now if he went ahead and he skipped plowing the field, he therefore got himself into a situation which he never expected. So we can say he had never really had full Gamira's death that this was ever going to happen. So yet, the same applies when a person gives a star and gets pushed, which is a case where a person who owed money on a, da- on a loan, which is, which is documented, and he gave the star to a third party to hold, and he said that if I do not finish, I, I paid part of the loan, but if I do not finish the other part of the loan, give back the star to the owner. Basically, he has to pay all over again. Again, something that he doesn't expect is going to happen. So, Rashi explains, since he thinks it's in his control, he never really expected it. He expected to have to successfully avoid it from happening, and therefore it's considered an asmachta because he never properly committed. As Rashi explains, when he made this condition, he had in mind that it's never going to happen. Detire because he mistakenly assumes the star of the will never come to this. However, over here. By the case of Mesachik Bekovya, Loisomichamidi. When a person is gambling, he, he knows it's not up to him. He knows that when he rolls the dice, there's, there's a chance it could fall this way or that way. 
Right? The Halayada e Natsuki Loy Natsuki doesn't know if he's gonna win or not. Bafilo Hali Asni and still he made the condition. Shmami no Misweka Asni Gomer Baskani Vulav Gzailahi. Therefore we assume that since he knowingly went ahead into a situation of, over which he had no control, therefore we assume that this situation was done with full Gmiris Das. So according to Rashi, a situation which you think you have control over, a slight control, is considered an asmachta because you're relying on the fact that you can control the outcome, and therefore you never really agreed. However, something you have no control over, if you agreed, you agreed fully. Now definitely Rashi would sound somewhat counterintuitive, but if you think about it, the logic is simple. That if a person is agreeing to gamble, and he's assumed, and he knows he has no control, that means he knows he's, he's taking that risk. As opposed to an agreement where he doesn't view this as any kind of risk, because he thinks it's up to him. He can settle it. He can make sure the problem doesn't happen. Now, Tysus brings Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam asks from a Gemara of Messiah. The Gemara of Messiah is discussing a case. Let's turn to the Gemara of Messiah a second, which is quoted in Tysus. And the Gemara is discussing a case where a person told his friend, he gave money to his friend to buy him wine. And he, he was peshe and he didn't buy the wine. He, he pays him whatever he could, profit he could have made if he could have gotten a cheap uh, deal on wine and he could have sold it for more. He has to pay him. Now the Rishayim discussed why does he have to pay? Is it's only a grama? So they explain either because the agreement was that if he doesn't do it, he'll pay, or the Ritva says because it's assumed that as if it was spoken now, Sirius Pilum has an automatic assumption, which we discussed in the Shur of Sirius Pilum, that in the Hana, the enjoyment that he has, that people rely on him, he's willing to take on that his is to pay. On that, the Gemara says, Amra Meimar, Amit Lashmaita Kamei Azud Rav Minhar Da. Okay, we'll skip this one out. Rav Ashi Omar, Afilu Yain Stam Namiloi, My Taima Smachtihi. Rav Ashi is saying that in all cases, the, he does not have to pay for not buying the wine. Why? Because it's an Asmachta, it's an agreement of an Asmachta. So the Gemara asks, why is not buying the wine an Asmachta? Well, Rav Ashi. I will pay. So the Gemara asks that that's not considered an asmachta, and he does have to pay for that year that he skipped and he didn't grow the field. So the Gemara answers, Over there, by the case of uh, the field, it's up to him to plant or not. So therefore, in that case, it's not considered an asmachta. On the other hand, in the case of giving him money to buy the wine, it's up to the seller of the wine if he wants to sell it to him or not. So in a certain sense, it's not dependent on him, and that's why it's considered an asmachta. So Rabbeinu Tam is asking that we see here exactly the opposite of Rashi. We see that something that's dependent on himself is actually not considered an asmachta, as opposed to something that's dependent on other people. Therefore, the Rabbeinu Tam um, backs out, and he argues on Rashi, he says a different shot. At the end of Tysus and Sanhedrin, Chafeim and Aleph, it quotes the Ri, and the Ri says, Al-Kainir Lari Ika Kapirish Rashi, 
and he answers the Gemara's discussion over there in Baba. And he explains that Rashi's guideline of something that's totally not dependent on him as being a full commitment, as opposed to something that is dependent on him, where he assumes it would have worked out, so he doesn't fully commit. The same thing would apply that if something was dependent on him, but also on somebody else as well, that also would still be considered that he does not have full das. Because since there's a combination of something dependent on him and something dependent on somebody else, again, he doesn't fully commit, he doesn't have a full gemira's das, and it's still considered an asmachta. The read needs explanation, and we're not going to go into it exactly right now. But going back to the discussion which we had mentioned earlier in the beginning of the shir, which is the Ramah, quoted in Chesh Mishrei Zayin, which is back in page 36, the Ramah over there is actually quoting the Shittas Hari. And the Ramah sums up the Shittas Hari with three bullet points. V'yesh oimrim, digimu chalukim bedine asmachta. Anything that's not fully up to him, but depends also on someone else, that means to say there's something that's out of his control. Since it's a possibility that it's not going to happen, it's an asmachta. So even though Rashi had said that something that's up to you is, is, since you think you can do it in a smachta, but if it's not up to you, it's not in a smachta. In this case, where something that's in a certain way also not up to you because it's dependent on the other person, is also considered in a smachta. So that's how the Ri would reconcile with Rashi in that point. And then the Ramah continues, Have a smachta b'chal inyin Now let's say you have a kind of agreement where you're able to do it 100%. And there was no exaggeration. Which the Gemara says, The Kanya, because it's in your control and there's no Guzma. However, bullet point number three, If I won't do it, I'll pay a thousand Zuz. That case, that version of is a Guzma, is, a, is an exaggerated penalty. And therefore, Therefore, it's an asmachta, and he's not koina. So, there, the re is, sum, is being summed up here by the Ramah, and that's the shita that the Ramah is following. Now, the Rashba, turning back to page 33 in the um, Mar the Rashba, interestingly, has a, a more a clear position on the whole discussion of asmachta. And the Rashba says, in Simon Tav Tav Kuflam and Gimel, the Rashba says that we find all kinds of stirus and different sugyas, and there's many different opinions about Asmachta, as we've seen so far. And therefore, the Rashba says, around the middle line of the paragraph, starting with the word, Ve'eni Roya, Ve'aniya Gati, and I worked on this, Umatsasi, and I found kushis v'havoyas, I'll call echlamiat stodim, questions on every way you can possibly learn. Atshem matsasi v'chem Hashem, until, with Siyat HaDashmaya, I figured out, that all the halachas of asmachta, without exception, and I'll sum it up for you in a few words, any kind of condition, that was said in a way of a penalty, is considered an asmachta, meaning to say that since it's not something that should have been by virtue of the transaction, it was inserted as a penalty clause, Therefore, it's considered an asmachta, 
and he brings a lot of the cases which we just discussed um, in the past few minutes, and he goes through them, and he shows you why it's dependent on the fact that it was a penalty clause. The tour on page 34 is quoted over here, and he's talking about something that's dependent on some, someone else, which we said from Rashi before, that if it's dependent, if it's only something that he himself um, thought that he could do as an asmachta, but if it's dependent on someone else, it would not be an asmachta. The, the Beshiyot over here talks about this at length, and he quotes a tour, however, which broadens asmachta to include anything that's also doable by either party, and the Beshiyot disagrees with the tour. Without going to, into this at length, we could just sum up basically the discussion of asmachta, as we said before, that either an asmachta is something that's dependent on relying on an upcoming action, an action that's, or some kind of event that's going to happen later on, and the action that you're doing now, the transaction is contingent on that happening. That means you didn't do any transaction until that's going to happen. On the other hand, if you did a transaction right now, and you just added a side contingency, according to the Mechaber, that's not an asmachta. According to the other discussion of Rashi, if it, it, certain times when things are dependent on, only on yourself, and it's completely up to you, so according to Shittas Rashi, since it's completely up to you, so you think that you're able to control it, in that case, it's asmachta, but if it's completely not up to you, it's not asmachta. And in that, we saw the Ramma says that in certain cases, things that are also dependent on someone else would also be considered an asmachta according to Rashi, and things that are 100% in your control are not considered an asmachta so long as there was no exaggerated penalty, but something that was an exaggerated penalty would have the status of an asmachta, which was similar to what the Rashba said, the definition of asmachta was, the Rashba gives a universal definition of asmachta as a penalty clause, which being a penalty was not something that necessarily was required as payment, it was an additional penalty, and uh, therefore it's considered, that would be considered a problem of asmachta. So again, as we said in the beginning of the year, when drafting a contract, we have to be very careful to avoid the issue of asmachta. And Mirta Sam, in the coming year, we're going to discuss two possible mechanisms which Chazal presented as ways to avoid the problem of asmachta in the shtar, in the shtarist.